Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. How are you in television land? They're a fine-looking group. Every one of them. Fantastic, indeed. And I'm good-looking, too. You always are, so, Jeff. So are you. Uh, and we are... I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. This is the Two Half Squads. And welcome to the greatest podcast on the net, dedicated... Mm, this one might be 95%. I don't, I don't want to go out on a limb. 85. I'm tired of 75. being wrong. <laughs> no more. Just not going to do it anymore. To the greatest game in the world. Rich Spilkey probably has a table that tells us how much... <laughs> Yeah, advanced Possibly. squad leader. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this is episode three hundred, two hundred, and two hundred twenty-five. Oh, 25. is that right? Yeah, two twenty-five is correct. Another uh, milestone reached. A quarter of the way already into that three hundred. Yeah, I thought you were going to say. Of course, my math was off. We're a quarter <laughs> of the way into one thousand. No, we're not though. Oh. We'd have to get to two hundred fifty. Oh yes. Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah. That'll be a I big never, day. I never <laughs> thought of it that way, Jeff. That'll be a big day. Wait a minute. How long have we been doing this, sir? 11 years. But you're retired now. 30. So it'll take us 33 years well, to get the show one. We could start doing four a month. How old might you be then? 30 years? I'd be 92. <laughs> but still good looking. <laughs> That's the important thing. Yeah, and how old would you be? Uh, am I younger than you? Uh, 87, 80, what year is it? 2019? 89-ish. Yeah. Oh, well, anything can happen. True. Yeah. So, what's new with you, Dave? Not much. Took Megan down to the Elston um, uh, licensing Online, it's called Cyber Illinois. You know, to go get your license. Driver's license? Yeah, what do they oh, call Oh, Department of Motor Vehicles? Yeah, I guess it's called that. To where? Elston in Chicago? Elston, because you get your plates right away. They do run it fairly efficiently. Wow. That's it, weird. It, they actually do. Yeah. it's they, As you're coming in, there's the zigzaggy line. What do you need? Boom. They got three people asking you, and then they're sending you to different lines. We got into the first pay line to pay your taxes for whatever you're, we were gifting a vehicle to Megan. So she had to pay a $40 tax. Oh. Well, that sounds complicated. And they opened a new window. They just left to go talk to her on the phone. She texted, they opened the window, hurry back. So we came back and it's like, okay, looks fine. Go on to the next window. And, and then uh, the next window, there was kind of a long line. But a lady came over, grabbed us, come over to this window, and I'll take care of you. And then she said, well, you didn't have this part signed by your wife. It's a co-owner on the vehicle you're gifting. Yeah. So I was like, well, I call on the phone. No one mentioned that, although I didn't specifically ask. They told me what to bring. I thought I came here with everything, and we're ready to get this done. And we signed on the bottom where it says selling because we weren't sure if gifting would we need to fill that in. So she signed it at the bottom right there. No, no, she has to sign it in the middle. Mm. <clears throat> so mm. we mm. went all mm. the way to the car and magically came back with it signed. Oh, really? 
it was because you have a transporter in the car. Was, you transported back home. Was, got Laura's signature. <laughs> yep, it was a miracle. Wow. <laughs> we just got it, we transposed it from the bottom. Yeah. To the middle. Yeah. You should not be saying this, son. <laughs> there, take it. <laughs> David Kleinschmidt here. We have a warrant. They're going to put out an APB for you, whatever that stands for. And in fact, when we got back into the place, um, the lines were even all down to like three people on each one. It was just flying along. So wow. We, then we got to go back to that line, get it signed, and then over to get the new licenses. Yeah. Plates, plates for Megan. And you were in and out in a mere five hours. And actually, about 45 minutes. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, really. the faux pas. Interesting. <laughs> What have you been up to? Well, I got my driver's license. I went to the DMV as well. At the DMV. That, yeah, yeah. You're right. It is. The, that's yeah. I went there uh, a week ago because my license expired in February when at my last birthday, but I didn't bother. I'm a busy man. I didn't bother. You know, you had to fill out a form and mail it in. I'm busy. I got things to do. ASL, I got the show here. I got, you know, stuff. So we went, we decided to go, uh, Robbie went with me because hers also expired. Again, busy, okay. <laughs> important yeah. stuff. So we decided uh, instead of going to Schaumburg, which is a circus all the time, it, we went to the one up in um, Lake Zurich, which is a po- little more, you know, close to the posh neighborhood people. We thought, let's go up there with the posh people. <laughs> and it's, it wasn't too bad, but it's not very efficient. You know, you you go in. What are you here for? Go stand over there with, and then they've got uh, these two booths where you get your picture taken. But you have to walk in front of one booth to get to the next one. So you have to walk in front of the camera. Oh, that's of camera. You have to walk in front of camera number one to get to camera number two. And I just thought, who who designed this? <laughs> Anyway, uh, it all worked out okay, other than my picture. I don't know what I look like. It's oh, horrible, though. It's mine horrible. is the worst. Oh, it's horrible. Maybe we should post those as the picture for oh, the show. that would be great. Without the yeah. rest of the information. Yeah, you will laugh and when you see way, mine. By the way, I was only kidding about you know magically getting that signature. You didn't. We, yeah, we you went, went back home you, and Laura yes, signed you did it. I want all, to clarify all that on the up and up. for all the listeners. Yes. What's better, Dave, to cheat a little bit or to lie? Because now you've lied. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> and only you and God know, but, you know, that could cost you in the long run. Maybe so. Yeah, like for eternity. <laughs> anyway, I was glad to get my, my license done. Now I need to get my passport because we are planning on, we're talking about it, we'll see. We're planning on uh, going to Germany for Christmas this year. We're going to take a three-week vacation. It's usually slow with my clients. I can work remotely. And uh, Robbie has family in Germany, so we're thinking of going to Germany and spend Christmas there. Maybe get an Airbnb for a month. Maybe stay in Baden-Baden because we think it's kind of centrally located. And from there, we can go to see some sites and stuff like that. Hang out, drink beer. I hope they still have beer there. That would be a long time, Jeff, a month. Yeah. Well, I would probably stay for three weeks. But Robbie might stay for a month. Well, that's a little better for our listeners. Yeah. And I can broadcast from there. We can just Skype. <laughs> well, I guess that's true. Yeah. We could do that. So we're thinking. So anyway, I need to get my passport updated as well. My papers. I have to get my papers done. I, yeah, and I 
I got to figure out something I can do so that I get on Interpol's list. I've always wanted to be on their list. <laughs> I don't know what kind of list. And I want to have a dossier. I want somebody to have a dossier. I want to be asked for my papers. And then I want to be shown the dossier they have on me. Is it wrong? Yeah, I don't think that's the list you want to be on. <laughs> well, I don't know. They look so nice there. <clears throat> anyway, what's going on in the uh, ASL world? Well, I think Red Barricades, has, <gasps> Red Factories have been released many, many moons ago. Yes. As well as the uh, Winter Offensive bonus pack, Winter Offensive bonus pack. Oh, so we've got some things to do. And uh, Passel's starting again. Oh, great. Tomorrow night. Yes. And how many people will be showing up? Six. Passel is the Palatine ASL players group for anybody that needs to know. Yep. For Palatine area. Six people? Leaders. Uh, good. Six. Yeah. Which is kind of normal before I had kind of defuncted it. Yeah. Well, now you are you kind of planning to get back into it like once a month or twice a month? Yes. Oh, good. <clears throat> and who will be coming? Anybody we know? Mr. Schatz, Mr. Spilkey, mm-hmm. Mr. Rizzi. Oh, Mike Rizzi. Uh-huh. Me. Yeah. Mr. Janizik. Uh-huh. Who came back up from Florida, I believe it was. Yeah. And Mr. Fetter, a new player. Oh, okay. The one on the bus from oh, the yes. trip. Right. He got into the D&D group, and then he said, yeah, I got the starter kit thing for that other thing you said you had a podcast on. I'm like, well, let's just roll you right into this. Wow. So hopefully it'll take. We'll see. Good for him. Yeah. So you haven't heard anything else other than he bought the starter kit? Correct. Yeah, okay. Well, you'll have to give us an update. Tell us how that went. Yes, I'll do that. And in the meantime, do you want to do that first? Why don't we do that first? This okay. one here? Yeah. Yeah, I would like to. What have you been playing lately, Dave? Dave, it's been playing something. <laughs> that was your recorder. Cautious Crusaders. Ah, it sounds good. It is from the Hungarian. Why can't I remember the names anymore? The Hungarian pack again. Armies of Oblivion, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, I put them all in. It's from the black three-ring binder. Oh, okay. With, there with we go. With scenarios in, gonna in plastic. Us. So yeah. I just flip through there and then take them out. So, But it, it is a large nine turn. You know, they don't make them like this anymore. Yeah, not much. so much. I don't know the main games would be the only place. Two evenings to play. Mm-hmm. I found very manageable. The last big game we played, I think I told you how we only referenced the rules a little bit there. You know, it was very manageable. It was true on the first night with this this scenario, and then um, the second night we finished a few nights ago. And well, I guess I should lay the groundwork down. Slovakians win if they control. Uh, Six buildings and a factory, mm-hmm. and all stretched out long ways along the board. Board 49, little railroad running into the factory, inconsequential. I always like that. Then, yeah, inconsequential. Um, yeah. A couple hill overlays across the way on board 48, which was fairly, has a little single-story wooden buildings all over around the center, and the 
buildings to possess are on board 49. So you're looking right away, do I set up way up front? Well, you have to. So half your Russians go on board 48 in foxholes and or the buildings. And I kept mine near the back, so the goal was to fall back onto board 49 where we were fighting for stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I tank gun enters turn two, and then the rest of these Russians set up. So it's a dozen in the front and then five more in the back with a field phone. And uh, AT guns. So in the end, there'll be two AT guns. And then eight guys come on east, west, or south on board 49. So I ran them in from the east to, to fortify that factory. I thought that'll be a lot of guys. Be hard to, for them to win this thing. Then the Slovakians are entering with six squads, three vehicles with. Coaxial machine gun is the main armaments, zero armor factor. Mm. And then two tanks, like light tanks, I guess. With armor factor three in the front, one on the sides, of course. 37 gun on them. And then a second wave and a third wave. So altogether, he's got about 20 guys coming against nearly 20 of these Russians also, or more even. And But then he's got three more tanks coming on. So... Eight vehicles, armored vehicles, against none for the Russian. Mm. So, mm -hmm. um, OBA for the Slovakians. We gave them the balance because it looked like the Russian wins this more on Roar. Yeah. But we went ahead and, and gave him the, not the plentiful ammo, but a pre-registered hex anyway and a black card to start off the game. Okay. So he laid down smoke brilliantly, and I tweeted this out. So if you're on Twitter feed, you can see the pictures there. Maybe I can post them here on the show. And this breeze, he planned it with the breeze, so it blew down across this open area so he could come on across and come in. Does it start off, the scenario start off with wind? Yep. Okay. Yep, so he pre-planned it very well. Yeah. Um, this little hill on the right in front of the factory that you want to defend the factory I had put the foxholes up there, so if he's coming through the open ground. Of course, the smoke took away a lot of those shots. I left a squad up there with a light machine gun, who was very effective once the smoke went away. Mm. So I would recommend leaving a couple squads up there on that hill, perhaps. Yeah, just to snarl them up a bit. And the Russians get an 80-millimeter OBA, which I placed just across the road. Like you could see the factory a little bit around, around the factory and then down to the left a bit. I was just going to hit these buildings as he came in toward this because he has to take the factory eventually. So things were going okay along the way. And eight, um, the ATO anti-tank guns, rifles, took out a couple tanks, these little guys. They went, sent a Russian squad out there hunting, you know, just run up there, hope you don't break. He made it, killed some vehicles. And then my AT gun only got like one or two, and then it broke. And then my other one came out from off board. I think I unloaded it too far away from the victory hexes, the, mm. the factory. Yeah. And it was coming up near my other gun, but they soon were out of position. And I still had tons in this factory, and it looked really good going into this. And now I'm going to rant. <laughs> now, Mike played a great game. He didn't miss a trick. Everything from the smoke and the breeze to just about everything. Is this vehicle bypass freeze move thing? Oh. 
So I'm sitting in this factory loaded with a commissar in it. Yeah. Anticipating this really fun infantry battle, right? Yeah. I don't know why I'm even thinking like that. Because he just pulls up. I, my ATR rifles were, one had been captured, or they both had been overrun by then. And well, I think I still had one. Well, anyway, <laughs> the AT guns were gone. There was no tank defense. So he just has four vehicles left at this point, moves into the front three hexes, even drives right into the factory wall. Yeah. Plus three to bog, bogs. Okay, big deal. He still really wants to be all, what, eight of my units are now ineffective. I tried um, rolling to kill them in reaction fire. Mm -hmm. Of course, he leaves them in motion. So it's, I think to kill him is a four or less. Yeah. Um, I'm still hoping and hoping. And then his infantry pull up next to it you know, effectively are able to fire at me. I can't fire out. Next next turn, I'm trying to kill these tanks because I can't fire out. He's firing at me. You can't fire out and you can't leave, right? And, no, you, I think you can leave. Um, Yeah, I think you can. Yeah, you're never tied, yeah. never okay. tied in right. me melee that's with right. a vehicle. Yeah, that's right. And I think I did pull some out of one spot, held on another spot, hoping I'd get lucky, which was stupid. <laughs> but even so then when I even pulled back the ones... Okay, now they just drive into the next hex, you know. Yeah. My OBA came in uh, for fun. He, Without knowing, he pulled his one of his vehicles right up next to the radio. My field phone guy, he mm -hmm. can't leave because it's a field phone. So he pulls his vehicle up right by it, and I was still hidden. I'm like, oh, boy. And then he, of course, ran an infantry guy in there because he has to take that building. Uh -huh. like, oh, now that's dumb, too. Maybe find a place for him in a building he doesn't have to take. Right. So you can keep yeah, firing. Yeah, Called, simple little I, thing that you'd forget. But the OBA was pretty effective. Blasted him out near the end there, in front of that factory in the open ground areas. Yeah. Killed even a tank on a lucky roll in the factory, or in bypass in the factory. Mm -hmm. Took out a tank, too, with the OBA. Um, held on to some hope, and then turn seven, eight, he just kept, kept pulling those vehicles into the other hexes of the factory. <sighs> and good night. And... It, and I'm just not, you know. Yeah. And I remember after this whole game, oh, wait, there was that article. Who wrote it? Was it Spilky? Was it uh, Matt Shostak? You fire outside of the hex to lay down resid when the tank is coming. Once you do that, it reduces your chances of killing the tank. So I don't know. It just it, it doesn't fit. <laughs> I know I'm whining, viewers, you, listeners. You haven't heard that very often. You're not very good at my it. Con yeah, <laughs> my concept. I can show you how to complain. <laughs> I can teach you. You know, it's a, it's, I, how many movies, or even historical footage, do you see the tanks just all plowing into the buildings and right up next to the windows to take the building? Yeah. I, I don't know. Am I off on this? Don't they pull up the stugs across the street and just blam, blam, yeah. blam into the front windows yes. of the buildings? To yeah, clear they don't them? drive into them. I, it's too risky. In, I just in don't, real life, it's too risky. Yeah. So so if you don't have infantry, I, well, I couldn't go back and reread all those articles, try and memorize the tactics, try and use them. Yeah, but that would it, be the it, thing. It, it seems to be getting formulaic, you know, too. 
And I also should have kept guys not in that building so they could shoot across the street at infantry moving or made him, you know, spread his tanks out more. That's got its own risks, though. Yeah, then you're not even defending the final building. Right, exactly. So I don't know. Okay, enough of so how would, many how many get, turns did you go? I would get rid of that rule. I seriously would. Yeah. I would. Tank comes in. Okay, it can do its own things, but the guys, because it's kind of simultaneous movement, right? It's yeah, tank right. coming in, and there's also 30 men running it to the doorway. I don't know. The tank's outside the windows on the side of the building and bypass. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm so concerned about that tank going by the building and bypass. That I don't shoot at thirty guys coming up to the windows and doors, and I don't know. I don't think we've ever talked about that. About like, why don't they just get rid of the rule? Well, I think I haven't been outnumbered like four tanks to zero. Yeah, in a yeah. while. That's unusual. Uh, I know Spooky did it to me the last game we played too. I had my forward outposts, and he just ran the tanks into those, and then overran everything. So you think I'd learn from but that. But he does it so that you don't feel dumb. <laughs> this sounded like you feel dumb. Like you feel a little dumb. Like it's pretty blatant. I guess it, if I made but, a, one of the combat rules, close combat, you know, CC Well, rules, yeah, maybe sure. I would, well, that would take care of one, maybe. But So you didn't, you didn't have Molotovs or anything like that, huh? Nope. Just the AT guns. Yep. Yeah. Well, two, yeah, two, two AT, AT guns. guns and two... And I tank rifles. Yeah. So, okay. So listeners, you know, read the articles on the how to handle that. Yeah. You're, you're, that would be the thing to do now. You, you have no vehicles. You have two commissomolids, right? Yeah. So you have no tanks against these. So you're welcome. Yeah. Read, read that article. Uh, just to lay down a fire outside of the building, I guess, represents you're shooting at the men. Uh, right. But then you have no defense against the tank, really. Well, close combat, I suppose. Anyway, I did use a spooky chart. Ah. So I want to say that for sure. After we played the first part of this. It's not really a, worth a ding, but. I had turned the um, AT gun in the building in the first half, the first night of this game, first four turns, and then heard the show you and Rich did. Yeah. And heard him talk about turning the gun, and then I was like, Oh, yeah, I think my rate of fire was supposed to go down, which we didn't. Now, I didn't. Oh, you didn't. Okay. I did not. I missed his tanks from the rear. Actually, I had shots at two of his ah, tanks from the rear. Yeah. Now, imagine had I hit. Okay, then at the end of that game, he's only got two tanks instead of four, and I got a chance, and whatever. You know, it's ASL. But um, I, we, neither one of us I thought about lowering the rate, even though it didn't yeah, change the outcome. Right. Yeah. So in this one, I did pull up the spooky chart. Oh. Yep. And did you find it easy to use? <clears throat> there was a yes. smile on your face? Yes. Nice. Yep. Can't think of which one it was offhand. No, it wasn't the turning guns. Oh, it wasn't. Okay. Oh, well, it's left my brain. How far, uh, how many uh, turns did you play? All the way to eight. Wow. Eight out of nine. Okay. And no, well, you so, said it took two nights. Yeah. And yeah. I was so frustrated, but... Yeah. <laughs> You know, I hope I wasn't a bad sport, Mike. You know, I think I, I know I shook his hand and I mumbled about this is just ridiculous. <laughs> so. Well, you know, I think that's going to spur a uh, little more conversation we'll yeah, have on it. Yeah. And it's, maybe it's you, going can, on, you know, maybe we people. can make sure we play another a similar scenario. Maybe you and I. 
Yeah. Go play a similar similar scenario so we can see if we can. Yeah, practice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we found the. um, Don't complain, Dave. We got to fill a show, right? We're not doing Red Barricades, Red Factories tonight, or where are we going to? Um, Well, we could do that next show. Okay, because now we'll be out of time. But yeah, um, because I I got a little more here. Um, The overrun chart. Oh, yeah, that's where we use bookies. Um, doesn't clarify very well that when you take this extra... No, it wasn't the pin check. Oh, it was like Mike was reading a rule about, well, you um, tank when it stops, then you have to take this like pin check or just confusion about it. And he, he said the charts from MMP on the overrun were not the best charts that they've ever had and I had not heard that before but anyway so then we referenced the spooky chart on the overrunning and what Rich had in there did line up with the way Mike was interpreting that role so oh okay that's well, what good. I, that's what I remembered about it yeah next time I write down the rule number and take better notes to give you a better discussion so, well it was uh, it was a good discussion anyway Did you find the table that you used? Yes, it's... This, uh, this one, 6A? Yeah. Okay. Spilkey's table, 6A, defending infantry units options versus an AFE, which enters its hex without declaring an OVR, or which uses vehicle bypass movement in its hex. Yep, that's the tricky stuff. Wow. Oh. Well, good. Good. Anyway, it sounded like you... Did you need to cover anything else for that scenario? No, no, thanks. Would you recommend it? Um... <laughs> no yeah no <laughs> well no okay yeah do i have any advice no i'm not that good of a player really people i think everyone knows that but um keep an at gun closer to the final victory hexes needed mm. but again if i hit those two no. from behind and i missed yeah that's the bounced, thing that's what it, happens to me you know certainly. then you'd be talking no my placement was brilliant you know but, but you said the russians were favored in this oh yeah yeah, huh. they, like eight victories to four. Okay, so, so somebody knows something you don't. <laughs> yes. Every, everyone. I'm sorry, Dave. Everyone, Jeff, knows something I don't. <laughs> no, that is not the case. But so chime, apparently I, you know, I, there I didn't, is a... I didn't Google it and look around. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's fun, though. You can Google up these scenario names and come up with some nice after-action reports and yes. discussions on Game Squad forums for, for a lot of them. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll get to do that now that you've got all this yeah, spare time. Yeah, right. I was going to say, you know, who has time to prepare like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Listen, listen to this sound effect. What does this remind you of? Fire. Yeah. Well, no, it makes me think that you're taking something out of the box. And we are. That could be, because this is. Are now? This is. Yeah, we are. What's in the, the box? box? And, and you got something good. It's it is. Always like looking in the box. What you got? It's got the little yellow sheet of components. Oh, then this must be from MMP. Only this MMP. Has the little yellow sheet has the of the yellow components. Sheet. Yep. Call us anytime. Doc Perry puts his phone uh, number on here and everything. Boy, this smells really fresh. Winter Offensive Bonus Pack Number 10. Winter Offensive Bonus Pack Number 10. Just grab my glasses. Sure. 
what we get here. It's of course, I need them, these are all relatively simple, right, Jeffrey? We're looking at four scenarios and two boards. Jeff can have 10A and oh, I can take you. 11A. Oh, they're A version boards and there's something oh, yes. on the back. Yes, that would be what, B version. What is happening? Yeah. These are these new, I can't, I can't remember what they call these. Um, The Fortenberry boards. Is that what they call I, them? I don't maybe know. They, he, maybe that is. He designed that these strange shapes, of which I haven't really used yet because I haven't got to that action pack. Yeah. That's how far behind I am. Yes, I have 10A well, and on the back, guess what? 10B. 10B. Yes. And what was the difference again? Okay. This is embarrassing. Well, we just called We called Rich. Rich and he was at the Cubs game. Yeah. And we wished we recorded it for the show because they hit a home run as we called. As we called. And then everyone started screaming in the background at the Cubs game and their benches had cleared. Yeah. For some reason. And we asked our simple question. Why? What's the difference between A and B? And for because we're not very observant, the answer is what, Jeff? Well, there are uh, different designations on both sides. One goes from R through A to Q. Yeah, A to Q, and the other one goes Q to GG. Yeah, and then Jeff grabbed, yeah. Jeff's grabbed a regular board. So grab a regular board, and I. Okay, they don't line up this way. So they line up this way. Right, and then you take across the top. Right, and then you take another board and can put it on put it the, next to it. Okay. Next to it. So it's like stacking. You put two normal boards next to each other and stack this one on top. <laughs> or on the bottom. Oh, I see. For stacking on the bottom, then you use the flip side. Yes. All right. No. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This is R, okay. R to GG. And flip it over. A to Q. I was never very good with puzzles. Da, yeah, and Dave and I were just remarking that if we played a little more, these particular... <laughs> these, we, which, we've never played the... the I, Winter Offensive, or the other packs that these have come in. Right. So, so we need to get that. Okay, we're going to put that Well, we were playing through all the action packs together. Yeah. And then you got involved doing a lot more with Rich. I was yeah. doing right. a lot of Bounding Fire and uh, LFT with, uh, you know, Tom and Dave okay, and well, everything. And so we just stopped somewhere before getting to the action pack that included these. Yeah. Now, I could go back and, because you know I like to go in order, do my WO, Winter Offensive yeah, Scenarios. Yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we'll be able to click into these, and they're quick and short if you want to come and play them. Yeah, okay. So, oh, and what's your board like, Yeah, Jeff? and maybe um, I'm going to try to get Mike Lemke to, to start playing uh, some ASL with me. We're just finishing up after many months of playing Pathfinder Adventure card game on Thursday nights. Um, oh. And we're ready for something a little different, so and we might do some ASL. Feel free to come back to Passel. I, okay. It's not too crowded lately. Right. I can't tomorrow because I have a... And we have even numbers. I'm so going. We I'm don't going want to be you. downtown all day tomorrow. Tomorrow, so we have even numbers. We, yeah. We don't okay. Want yeah. You. I'll be, 
I don't want to be the the outsider. The so third wheel. Eleven B has uh, some woods on the lower half in long lines. That's interesting. It's a little different. Rows of woods mm-hmm. with some orchard kind of things around it, and then some grain toward the center and a little village kind of t- toward the top. It does take up most of the board. Not a lot of hexes. What's yours? Uh, very nice board. There's three hill, four hills on here. So you got nice elevation, not big hills. So it's Ooh, a very... that's a lot of hills. Yeah. Four it's hills. It's very rolling looking. And... With, Those are wide hills in terms of big. Okay. It's a lot of hexes for a hill. I suppose. Well... In Illinois, yeah. we would say yes. That's a lot. And I was thinking, compared to a board that doesn't have as many hills on it. Yeah. Yeah, normally you'd get one or two hills. Yeah. This has four hills on it. One of them has a nice... uh, Forested and a path going through there. Yep, the path. Then... uh, A couple level two hexes on each. Yep. One or two on each, except for the littlest hill. And a big village in the middle. With so. a church. Let's see. There's a church here somewhere. Oh, there's the church. Yeah. Here's the, the steeple, church, and there's the graveyard. graveyard. Love graveyard still. Though the graveyard is not adjacent to the church, so I guess no. officially it's a cemetery. Oh. I did not know that. Yeah. If it, a burial place next to a church is a graveyard, and if it's not next to a church, it's a cemetery. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. How about that? And did you know the difference between a coffin and a casket? Uh, yes. The coffin has people like me and them who always have to clear their throat. And <laughs> no. <clears throat> no, silly Dave. Coffin is the one that's tapered. Okay. It gets uh, narrower down by the feet and tapered a little above the shoulders. And a casket is uh, just a rectangle. All right. So, wow, where, what am I going to do with all that great knowledge? Anyway, these boards look spectacular. Yes, as usual. And they were actually designed by um, Schelling. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. Schelling. Art stills by Kibler, I believe. Double check that. He, uh, yep, Charlie Kibler. But designed by Pete Schelling, who designed three of these scenarios. Also, so let's and take a look at them. Let's too. take a look at the scenarios. Hand one over. I have 29. Here's 30 for you. Thank you. Uh, we'll do our quick look, not our in-depth look that I do sometimes on my own. But, uh, oh, Greece. Guess where I'm going in a week. Greece. Indeed. Agios Cosmos, Greece. Italian invasion of Greece had been contained by 13th of November. This is 1940. And the Greeks win by controlling more buildings within four hexes of a certain so place. Than Greeks Italians. versus Italians? Yeah. Oh, how fun. I'd be interested in playing that simply because the other night we tried to watch Captain Corelli's Mandolin, one of the great oh. World War II movies. <laughs> Wait, I've heard bad things about that. Yeah, I? well, it's not great. It's not great. But it's okay. And there's... You know, it's Nicolas Cage, and you either love him or you hate him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I, I thought he was okay. He may have been miscast in that. Uh, but the great John Hurt is on there, in there. But, mm. And there's some pretty good uh, combat scenes, and it's beautifully filmed. Excellent. But it makes make me want to go to Greece. Well, I will be soon. 
and uh, see right, this. What are you, are you going to read something Greek? Sorry. Um, I just like no, a, we got a, a book about. We just have a book on Laura Grid, one on culture and. Yeah, but don't you have like a novel culture. that takes place in Greece or something like that? I mean, you could read Captain Corelli's Mandolin. It, it was voted one of the best British novels of the century. Very, very highly rated well, maybe book. Maybe I will. And it's all about uh, the Italians and the Germans on this island and the Greeks during World War II. Okay. Yeah. So, well, there anyway, sure are just a lot of idea. islands. I was looking at the maps of Greece the other night. Uh, this yeah. has board 10B, and then see the two little half boards sticking oh, yeah. on it, just like we were talking what about. What half boards? 72 and 63. The. Are you going to actually bother yeah, to get the. Why see. are you. <laughs> I want to see. Okay. Is it because it's the Greek Greek one? No, it's because I want to see how these these fit together. Well, we just looked at it with these random boards. Yeah. But anyway, the special rules are uh, environmental conditions are wet, buildings are ground level only, except there is a steeple, and uh, I cannot put my hands on those boards at this moment. Roads are dirt. <laughs> Prior to setup, Greek divides his entire force into two else. groups, each of which must contain. About five squads and a leader and a sport weapon, and one's on board. The other enters on the north edge. Okay? And it's infantry only, so no one will be vehicle bypass freeze movement. Ah, very good. Yeah. Indeed. Which one was that? What number was that? 29, so you have 30. I have 30. It's called As Luck Would Have It, designed by Pete Schelling. Takes place in La Basse de Ranville, France. June 6, 1944. How about that? Going Um So I think this is a drop of the British Airborne into a, Germ- into a German area. So the British have 8648s, elites. Yeah, those commandos. Uh, a crew, three liters, a 9-neg-2, an 8-neg-1, an 8-0. A couple light machine guns, uh, dismantled mortar. A Piat, which I always like. Mm-hmm. An AT gun, which they, I wonder where they got that. Um, and four foxholes. The Germans win at game end by amassing greater than eight, eight or more victory points than the British. The Germans earn victory points for each stone building they control. So this is going to be a little battle for the buildings. Battle again. for the buildings. Then they are, for the British are fighting. Five, uh, four, six, eight German elites, six, four, six, sevens, uh, equal complement of leaders to the Brits, a couple of dismantled machine guns and light machine guns, but they've also got a, four tanks. And the other side has none? None. Oh. They just have an AT gun. And this is interesting. Let's see, and just looking in the special rules, all hedges are bocage, which we always like, because that's fun. All buildings have a ground level are ground level only. A foxhole is treated as a building for route and rally purposes. Okay. Haven't seen that before. It gives you the, you know, plus. To simulate the use of gammon bombs, all British infantry units may roll for anti-tank magnetic mines. Placement of one, however, adds only a minus two dialer modifier to close close combat resolution. Okay. Against the tank. I think that rules also in something else. Was it Pegasus Bridge or one of those, I think? Anyway, this is all on board 11A, which comes with this set. So you don't even need anything else. The hills and the village down below. Yeah. 
You want to hand me the next one? That's that one. 31. My Duce delivers. In France, 44 again. Pete Schelling. Oh, that first scenario was designed by Kevin Meyer. And this one, we have uh, Americans. Patton's Third Army, I think. Um, Germans win if there are no good order American infantry on or adjacent to this road area. And or... So you get a choice of victory conditions. Controlling all buildings rubble adjacent to that road. Reduce the needed building rubble total by any excess of American AFE eliminated over German AFE eliminated. So it's a complicated <laughs> um, victory condition. Yeah. Jeff, you're famous for loving uh, those. I love those. But you want to wipe out the tanks too. Also, Germans have uh well it's like a dozen squads four leaders good leadership uh, normal complement of a heavy medium some lights and then uh ooh these are the panthers i think yeah with the 88 lls three of those and the americans having again about a dozen squads four M10 GMCs, 76L guns. So not much of a match for the German tanks, but let's look at the special rules. Wet, no win, mist is in effect on the first two game turns. August 44, and Americans can freely deploy two squads prior to setup, so probably going to be important for you because the americans also have the two bazookas yeah and then all german panzerfaust check rolls get an additional plus one so they must have been running short of those at that time and then you cannot voluntarily abandon the vehicles for anyone as you're battling so that could be a very very interesting five and a half turns mm -hmm. that's all you need Yep, board 11B. And then I have uh, scenario 32 called Core Value. This takes place in Seoul, South Korea, on the 25th of September, 1950. Oh. This all takes place on board 10A, which again comes with this pack, so you don't need anything else other than the Koreans. Which, of course, is the hilly one. Yes. Appropriate to Korea. And nice, simple victory conditions. The Americans win at game end by amassing more victory points than the North Koreans. And honestly, I think all conflicts should be resolved this way. <laughs> just attrition. You know, you just come up, you, you come to the peace table, you sit around the table and you go, who had more victory points? You or me? <laughs> uh, you did. Okay, you win. That's it. In real life. In real life, it should be that way. So the Americans, now then act, it gets a little conflict complicated so how you win victory points so the americans have to control mm -hmm. certain buildings by certain points and certain levels of other hexes at other points and and um at different points in the game there's or? one that's well for instance the first part says control a building h12 k14 at the end of a game turn at the end of a game turn gives you one victory point per building so every time, if you hold it, the longer you hold it, the more you get, yeah, the more every, victory points you okay. get. Every turn you hold it, you, the victory points add up. Hmm, I like that. And then you get some extra victory points for controlling certain hexes at game end. 
So another four victory points. And you get victory points for prisoners. Okay. So none of that no prisoners stuff. And the North Koreans earn victory points for the, you know, the usual CVP. And for... Aren't the hills... Are they similar? Exit victory points. Uh, good order North Korean units on or north of Hexro F. So just being just being okay. alive still at game end. This is five and a half turns. A nice complement of Koreans. Six, four, five, eights, five, four, four, sevens, two, four, six, twos, three liters. Uh, nice machine gun, uh, medium machine gun. An AT gun with a 45 LL on it with a rate of fire of three. That's going to be great. And another, an AA gun with also a rate of fire of three, which is, love those. And then a very nice pillbox. Delightfully <laughs> appointed. And uh, you can set that up wherever you want. And a sniper number of five. Gadzooks. The Americans have four seven six eights, three six six eights, three liters. Machine gun, a bazooka, and six tanks, including this big monster with a 105 millimeter. Oh. No armor piercing, but a 105 millimeter, and also a breakdown number of 12. I'm mean, not a breakdown number of 12. No. It's the red. It's the X12. What am I seeing there? Here, let me take the a TF. Look at the TF32. A uh, flamethrower and ah okay, and a hundred and five turret mounted cannon. Wow, this thing's a monster. It's a POA dash CWS dash H five. I wonder if those came out only for the Korean War. So, wow, still haven't played any Korean scenarios either. Yeah, what are you so thinking about that? Do. You wanna? Are you? I do. Are you interested, Dave? Dave, Tim, and, and and I are ready to try it sometime. Oh, okay. Oh, good. So we're finishing the Swedish pack. Oh, right. And then yes. Maybe we'll jump into that. Oh, cool. Well, maybe you and I can do these shorter WOs. Yeah. Or something. That'd be great. Except for that one, that's Korea. So that's it for the Winter Offensive bonus pack. Yep. A good value. Yep, and proceeds go to the World War II Foundation. And you can get it at the MMP website. Let's see, can you get this at Ritter Krieg? Most likely. Well, let's see if we can get this at Ritter Krieg. Jeff, I'm yes, look going to the website right this very moment. The what now? The, we the web what? Web Website, is that correct? You got that there, intranet? Intranet. And I do see a, a damaged box of red factories. You can snag that for $120 at Ritterkrieg. Special Ops 2, Special Ops 1. Those are magazines MMP puts out. Here's the bonus pack 10. That's what we're looking at, isn't it? Yes, it is. $29. Never offered for less money because of the proceeds going to the World War II Foundation. Ah, right. You can grab Starter Kit 4 for 58 bucks. A deluxe ASL Redux. Do you remember what that was? Deluxe ASL Redu, Redu Redux? Yeah. Wasn't it a deluxe ASL... Re-release? Re yeah. Yep. An was it an add-on or a re-release? They may have put in some new things. Yeah. I don't really know. Uh, King and Country is still here. 90 bucks. 
and uh, Armies of Oblivion, Special Ops 8, Hatton and Flames, still available, $54. Winter Offensive Pack 9, Best of Friends, $16. ASLH Pack 13, Winter Offensive Pack 8, Starter Kit Bonus Pack Beyond the Beaches. Yeah, so Journal 12, still available, Red Factories, which we're going to dive into next. 140 bucks. Festung Budapest is available. Yanks. Winter Offensive Packs. Five, six, four, three, and one. Doesn't look like two is available. Rivers to the Reich, which were scenarios that were redone from the original squad leader. Beyond Valor. $100. Ritterkrieg.com. Starter Kit 3 is here. And two. I don't think I see Starter Kit 1 right now. Winter Offensive Pack 7. Journal 11. Out of the Attic 2. Korean War. Pocket Rulebook. Starter Kit 1. There it is. Action Pack 9, 6, 12, 11, and 10. All available at Ritterkrieg.com. As of the time of this recording of this commercial sweet you know jeff this show is also brought to you by the wonderful people at bounding fire productions bounding fire productions are the makers of Fine quality products, products such as Poland in Flames and Operation Schmidt. <laughs> We're Crucible of Steel. Uh, Crucible of Steel, one of my, yeah, actually one of my favorites. <laughs> Just think of our other ad when we were disco dancing. Beyond the Beachhead. Love Beyond the Beachhead. <laughs> you just said that. Tales you from the said, Attic. Just, oh, you just said that attic. to get out of having to come up with another game name. <laughs> um, Bungle in the Jungle. No, Bungle in the Jungle. <laughs> that's what blood we ju- call blood, it. Yeah, we call it that, but Blood and Jungle. And jungle great pack, and that's still I'm going to yeah. play more. I'm going to get to playing those now, finally, because I still haven't finished all my... Into the Rubbles. Bounding Fire. Bounding Fire Productions. Buy it or else. And I guess now would not be a bad time to remind people that we are running a contest. We are running a contest. We are in the midst, in the throes, if you will, of a fabulous contest. And this is for all of our Twitter followers. If you would like to get some free stuff... It is the Polish counters from Broken Ground Design. Right. Just go into your Twitter account and tweet with a hashtag of T2HSPolls. That is T2HSPOLES. Is that how they would do it? Mm -hmm. P O L E S for polls? It's not P O L L S. No, or just P O L S. No. P-O-L-E-S. Yes. Okay. 
I promise you. Okay. So just tweet that and you will be entered into the drawing that goes through... July 31st. Yes. Good luck to everybody. No purchase necessary. Well, that was a very satisfying what's in the box. I am very satisfied. I don't need any more stuff. Yes, you I, do. What? You do. There's more? Listen. This is like eating popcorn. You can Let's never see. get enough. Listen to this. <laughs> Listen to Dave swearing under his breath uh -oh. trying to break into the plastic. Listen to that. That is. That sounds big. It's, it's mega. sounds huge. It's the one the listeners have been saying, hey, no, guys. No, the plastic. No, the plastic's mine. Oh, you want to keep the plastic? I'm just going to throw it out fire. for you. The garbage can's on fire behind you, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> and here it is, ladies and gentlemen, Red, red Barricades. No, what is it again? Oh, Red Factories. <laughs> red Factories. I do beg your pardon. Even better than Red Barricades. It's bigger. It's better. It's thicker. It's more expensive. But... Here we go. A box is open. The box is open. Yellow sheets, Jeff. What did the yellow sheets tell us? They tell us this is from MMP. It does. Oh, here's a correction. Scenario R06, the playing field. In special scenario one, delete the sentence, place a flame counter in hex F27. Ooh, that could make a difference. Having no fire there. I don't even know if it has more fires anywhere. But what do you get, Jeff? You get Dave's favorite part. Oh, the blue paper. Three whole pre-punched blue sheet of paper. Famous I'll the world keep over. It forever and ever and I'm sure ever. you will. All I get is this little yellow piece of paper that just says what's in the box. Here, let's let's do this one. Let's just try and do maybe counter sheets. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're we're we'll obviously not going to get all of this in nope. to this show. Stop the show. We're going to start here on time, and and then next next show in two weeks, we'll, we'll go finish into the this rest. production. And yeah, I'm going to put my glasses on, and we'll check in the letters next week, and probably box art review. Oh, sweet! Something to look forward to. All right, I have sheet six of six. Whoa! Front, full frontal. Nudity. <laughs> I just remember those girly counters. Um, yeah. I have a first fire counters that are different. It is a inherent... Oh, sure, here they are, finally. You have these counters produced by third-party products. Now M&P is making ah, them. Okay. Inherent first, uh, first fire. Right. And that's your rifles and pistols and things. Yes. Your support weapon, first fire. Good. Your main armament, first fire. Excellent. All machine gun, first fire. The coaxial, the bow, oh separate. My gosh. The AA. Wow. And the SA sidearm. And the MASA. Wow. And the BMG CMG together, which would not be all machine guns. Having first fired, so now holy cow! Every every combination you can think of for had, machine guns on an AFV. And lucky me, I had rearranged my vehicle counter tray and ended up with a blank spot. <gasps> that must have shocked you. It did because yeah. I'm like, wait, how do I have a blank? Spot yeah, how can here? that be? Now I know what's going to have to go there. Yeah, all those. You're going to have to put 
Why, don't you need four different or five different? No. Half of you these are for vehicles. Half of these are for infantry, uh, yeah. right? Yeah, right. So I don't know. Just put all the vehicle ones now, not in my, put them in with vehicles? I would. That's the way That's the way I do it. I put all my vehicle counters like this together in one box. Because if you're not going to be so using movements tanks, and turrets you and, these at all. Yeah. And then I have motion attempt in purple. Hmm. Motion attempts. Wait, I don't think they had any of these ever before. Yeah, I don't remember seeing motion attempt. SD attempt. Smoke, Smoke dispenser. dispensers. Is that because you can only do it once per turn, I think. So now, I think. So now you can yeah. mark, mark this. Right. Okay. On the back of all those first fire counters are simply regular final fire counters. Yep. Couple wall advantage buttons up, turret covered arcs, motions, abandons, labor, and circles are just adding to the stuff you got already, I believe, but I think I could use more of those sometimes. And then some resid fire counters. Throw out your old ones that are worn out. Get some new ones here. Some more melee. I actually need the melee counters. Do you? I do. What happened to yours? I don't know. I don't know. I have a ton of hand-to-hand, which they give you more of those, a ton of heroes and the blazes and a few, six melee counters, but I do need those. Breach counters. Now, breaches are for putting holes in walls. Right. And I believe we have some breach counters already from the previous game system. Yeah, I think so. They're throwing in a couple of pins, DMs, preps, stuns, by the way, prisoners... And a ton of breaching counters. So I guess if you're playing these mega, mega scenarios that they have, you might need all those. And then sheet six of six also has the Russian control counters, I think. With the Russian star and a lot arrow on it. Is that to show like the lines when you're drawing your perimeters, I think. Oh, right. Uh, at the end of the games that, or something. Yeah, the and end of the scenarios. On the back of the breached counters are a bunch of gutted, ruined buildings. So gutted with the flame not applicable on there. A gutted building. Burned out. Okay. So you can't have a flame going in there. Nothing, oh, I, I see. Okay. Nothing to burn anymore. Okay. Oh, I guess that's handy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, um, boy, now I may have to sort those first fire counters differently. I think you do. I don't know how you can sleep. (laughs) Going to have work to do. Do you have sheet five of six? I do. I have sheet five of six, and this includes cellar counters. I like them. A nice collection of, there's uh, about 15 here. No, more than that. There's about 24 here. And then some AT ditches, always handy. A couple of extra, they must have had a little extra room, so there's a couple of German sniper counters, always good. And then some vehicles, some additional vehicles. Some. Uh, I'm going to get out my magnifier here. And let's see what we've got. Some Stugs. 
150 millimeter. Yeah, a lot of them. 150 millimeter, no armor piercing. So those are going to be fun. Uh, some smaller ones, 75 millimeter. Then they've got some even smaller ones. And some SIGs. Trucks. That'll hold a squad and a half. Because we always need more trucks. I guess there aren't enough truck. They decided there weren't enough truck counters, so they added some more. Then a bunch of fortified building location markers. Trenches. Some more AT ditches. That always sounds strange when I say ditches. And then some... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Some guns for the, for the Russians. Some artillery pieces. 76 millimeter. Some AT guns. A couple of big mortars. 82 millimeter. No armor piercing mortars. A couple of those lovely sniper counters. And on the back, let's see if there's anything interesting here. Some burnt-out wreck counters uh, are on the back of the trenches. Yeah, we got a lot of those in the original red yeah. barricades. So and then roofs, more roof ones. on the back of the cellar. So you got cellar on one side, roof on the other. So that's it for sheet five yeah, of six. You can go up on the roofs a lot on the factories usually in yeah. these. So excellent there. Very nice, and they're practically falling out. So these you won't have any. Pop much better than uh, yeah. Hakapale did. Yeah, not come out easy. They've come a long way. And I think this is probably a good place for us to pause. I think so. This episode. An hour already. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. And there's a lot more to cover in Red Factories, so we'll do that on episode 226, which is coming up in just a couple of weeks. Looking yep. forward to that. So thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Until next time, we wish you to roll low. Yep, but do rally well. Yes, but, but just, not, when, not you're when you're playing us. us. Yeah, we gotta. Yeah, we just gotta say it. We gotta win sometimes. Yeah. Bye, thanks, everybody. See ya.